Hello and welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about how I absolutely love watching my kids grow and learn through sport. So the big question is this, how are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to talk about how I love watching my kids grow through sport, in particular, um, my nine-year-old, uh, and, and I'll tell you, my three-year-old, I, I think he wants to be a gymnast as he's, his most current thing is jumping on the bed and also uh, anything that is three feet or higher, he wants to jump off of, uh, and, and he sticks to landings pretty often. So uh, uh, I may just have a gymnast in, in my life right now. So my nine-year-old, um, has had a really interesting baseball season earlier in the year. Um, in the season, I did a podcast around how he got the first game ball. And since then the team, they actually lost that game. I think they went on to win the next one. They went on the tie and then they went on a five game losing streak and it's just interesting to watch a group of young men, right? They're boys, but I want to call them young men and give them, you know, that title so that they grow into it, right? Speak it into them and they will become it. So one of the things that uh, just last night in our last baseball game of the year that we thought was the playoffs, and found out later it was just a, a makeup game from earlier in the season when we got rained out. Uh, the team went in with so much energy and in, in coaching in life, uh, they say uh, energy is everything. The strongest energy typically wins whenever you're in any situation. And they had fantastic practice the, the day before we were running drills. They were hustling They were baseball ready there cracking the, the, the balls on the bat. I mean, they were making contact. They were laughing. They were having fun. And I said, and I thought to myself, man, these kids are ready to play tomorrow. And they showed up and our starting pitcher, our strongest pitcher, our hardest throwing pitcher, or uh, I don't want to say the most accurate because we got another kid who's pretty great. Um, he came out and, there's, there's four runs maximum per inning, right? They don't want these kids getting blown out. They want to make it competitive. And our guy gets up there, and he throws so many balls that I don't think uh, – he didn't get any strikeouts. We didn't get any outs. Uh, the team got four runs, and we had to bring it in. And he sat on the bench, and I watched the dugout. And it's so interesting how these kids – no, maybe they watch enough baseball and nobody ever talks to the pitcher. But one by one, they kind of just went up to the pitcher that sat on the bench 
and they just kind of like tapped him on the knee, tapped him on the shoulder, tapped him on the head. Like, we got you. You're our guy. And we go out there and I think, uh, uh, so we were up to nothing and then they got four runs. So it's four two. um, we go out to the next inning. We crack three and it's five, four. Our next pitcher comes in. He does a fantastic job. He gets bases loaded. I think our pitchers just like being behind the eight ball a little bit. Um, And under that pressure situation, he ends up getting a couple guys out and they score one run in the inning to which the energy is higher now. Our, our, it's usually three innings. It's timed, but it only gets about three innings every time. Our, our guys go up to bat. Uh, first guy takes a, a ball in the back. Uh, my son goes up next and he's been extremely patient um, and they basically throw him three balls and then they hit him. Right. So whether, if he would have avoided it, it would have been a ball anyway, either way he gets the walk. Uh, next batter comes up. They, uh, uh, a wild pitch. They steal second and third. They're in p- scoring position. Now we're in scoring position. Our guy gets up there and after the wild pitch, so it's one ball, no strikes. He swings on uh, not the best pitch in the world, but this kid's a swinger and he connects a lot. So I'm kind of right behind him and I'm like, Ethan, just wait on your pitch. He swings at the next one, which was a beautiful pitch. So now he's behind in the count one, two. Uh, for you, those of you who are not baseball fans, just I, I want I want to share this as before I go any further. I'm not a baseball fan. Uh, I am a a sports fan. I am a fan of competition. I am a fan of watching kids learn and grow and compete. Um, I'm a fan of human behavior and watching dads bark 15 different orders at kids um, and the kids not knowing who to listen to, right? Because different messages are coming from different people all at the same time, but yet they handle it with grace because they don't have any other choice, right? Because they're supposed to um, acknowledge and be respectful towards adults. And I I often wonder uh, what that's like because I never played um, organized sports at a young age. And once I did, I had a singular coach, uh, not, not 10 people telling me what to do. So I often from the sidelines and never say anything, but, but I'm like, can, can we let these kids play? Give them feedback after, like not right in the middle of their swing. Um, As I just told you, I gave Ethan some advice. Um, But the advice I don't give him is technical. Uh, I get a lot of stand this way, put your weight on the back foot, push through, power through, you know, like keep your a lot of technical stuff that I don't even think these kids are getting. But that's okay. So anyway, Ethan's up. He's behind on the count. He's one, two. And this ball is coming high, but Ethan doesn't care. Ethan hacks at that bad boy. He cranks it down between first and second, goes between the guy's legs. Third base runner comes home. Uh, My son is rounding the base. He comes home. He's safe. Ethan makes it to second. 
We are uh, up 7-5. Ethan's in scoring position at second. Uh, long story short, we get to 9-5, and our closer is coming in. And uh, this kid just throws heat. He's accurate. He's the, His name is Luke. We call him Cool Man Luke because he just looks like a ball player. He's always uh, calm, cool, and collected. And Luke closes us out. They get one run in the final inning, and it's a victory. So I told you we had three or five, sorry, five challenges in the middle of the season. Uh, we'll call those losses. Uh, those losses turned into, um, you know, a lot of, hey, guys, we're going to make the playoffs a new season. Uh, third to last game, we, we got a W. We got a win. Uh, second to last game against one of the best teams, we got a tie. Uh, after a it was a 4-4 tie, we got a 4 nothing. They came three. Um, um, they, they, they got three runs in the first inning. They got no runs in the second inning and they ended up tying it in the, the, the last inning of the game. So it was a, a hold on to your four run lead, uh, from the get go and a, and a defensive battle after that. So, and, and then last night's game. So we have momentum going into the playoffs. So what I keep telling my son, He's like, he told me last night after the game, he says, I'm nervous for the playoffs. I said, why? Because our season could end. I said, well, so, you know, the, the season's ending either way, whether you win or lose. So, you know, just give it your best, as we always do. We have two rules going into a baseball game every every day, uh, every practice, every game. As we're driving to the practice or the game, I always ask my son, what are, what are our goals today? And he says, to have fun. What's the second goal? The second goal is to try my best. And then I say to him, and if you try your best, you win no matter what the scoreboard is because we're learning, we're growing, we're getting to the next level. Um, and to watch the maturity and the growth and the camaraderie, everybody touching that pitcher, Perry, on the knee on the head, on the shoulder, walking by him. No words needed to be spoken, but it's those nonverbal words, that nonverbal communication that even children understand is important to say, hey, we got you. It's awesome to watch my kids grow through sport. Um, and I hope whatever your kids are into, whether it's art and you get to watch them grow through that or music, watch them grow through that or or if they're into science and watch them on their projects grow through that whatever your growth for your children is pay attention because it's amazing if we take the time to sit and really watch and see what's happening um even my own son the, the day before in practice coach pulled him aside at the end of the game at the end of the practice and he says hey i want you to know you're going up to bat first tomorrow and for whatever reason, we got there. My son's all excited. He wanted to get to the batting cages early. We got to the batting cages. He's got 30, 40 swings in, uh, connected on, you know, two-thirds of them easily. Uh, he was feeling good about getting at that at-bat because he wanted to be there for his team. And for whatever re reason, the batting order got switched up. Um, but he was patient. He got two at-bats, and he got on base twice um, and 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 – he, he scored a run for his team, but his willingness to want to be there for his team is awesome. So I just love watching my kids. Listen, guys, I don't know Jack about parenting. I just know that this journey is happening way too fast. Uh, and I would encourage all of you to enjoy the journey. Um, 
you know, something Tony Dungy, if you're not familiar with Tony Dungy, um, he has a great uh, group. You could Google him. He's a former NFL head coach, Super Bowl winning coach. Um, and, and being a coach, he's not always, wasn't always present for his kids because of the long hours that his, his profession demanded. And one of the things that Tony says is somebody told him early on in his parenting journey, they said, hey, be present, be as fully present as you can. And he goes, because you'll hear parents say, man, I can't wait till they walk. Oh, I, I, I can't wait till they're throwing a ball. Hey, I can't wait until they're riding a bike. Can't wait till they're driving that car, man. I can't wait till these kids are off to college. And before you know it, all those things happen. And you couldn't wait for all that to happen. And you look back and you go, did I enjoy the journey? Did I appreciate the day that they walked for the first time? Was I excited the day he or she fell off that bike and got back up and rode? Was I excited for that first major win, that first date, that first drive in an empty parking lot? Be present for all of those things because this thing goes by way too fast. So let me segue into something really quick. I want to share with my listeners. First of all, this this show um, has been an awesome documentation of my journey with my children over the last two years. Hopefully you've learned something, but we're coming up on 300 episodes here. And um, I, I've realized that although I don't know Jack about parenting, it was a cool title. Um, I think I know a little something about something. Um, and we're going to segue into something new. So I am creating a new podcast. We're going to stop this podcast at the end of the year at 300 episodes. And I am going to transition into one of my really true passions. Uh, my, my passion is to empower parents, but most importantly, uh, I think there is a big gap and a big hole in uh, fatherhood. And I think dads need to be more involved. So I've probably talked about this quite a bit over the course of the last two years. Um, and if I haven't, I apologize, but you'll hear a whole lot more about it. I'm going to create a podcast called FBI Dads, Fathers Being Involved, because I think we need more fathers involved. Uh, I'm going to talk about opportunities where dads can become more involved with their children uh, in the community in the school, and I will be interviewing uh, principals, counselors of schools, uh, other dads, involved dads who are, are coaches, who are mentors, who are successful in their own right, but yet still find the time to um, be highly engaged in their children's lives in whatever way that looks like. Um, and and I, and I think it's going to be a really good shift for me. So if you want to follow me, um, I've created that podcast. You could go subscribe to it at this point. You would have to go to anchor.fm forward slash FBI dash dads. Um, subscribe because that's where I'll be at the beginning of 2021. Um, so I want to thank you as, as we're, we'll wind down these last few episodes for just being a part of my journey, uh, being a part of this growing process for me in podcasting. Uh, and we're going to be going into some more interview style, uh, and less my thoughts, but more experts thoughts on the father's role 
in the child's life and the importance of it. And then how we could implement that for all the dads out there. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, I don't know, Jack, about parenting it is coming to a, a short close, uh, but it was a sweet ride. And again, thank all of you for uh, being on this journey with me. We'll see you in next week's episode. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had at BeTheDadYouWishYouHad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to BeTheDadYouWishYouHad.com now and get it while it's free.